Hi everybody, Mike Wardrop from Encounter Church here and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. It's almost Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love Christmas. Absolutely love it. I'm not actually, got to be real honest, I'm not a massive fan of Christmas carols in November. Like, but the problem that, we, thanks Jez, yeah. Um, the problem that we have is that in my house, the Christmas tree goes up on pageant day, right? So that's November. And that's when Mike feels the need to just pray, play Mariah Carey on repeat. Like, I don't just mean once or twice, I mean actually on repeat. So anyway. Um, he's not here right now, so he can't put it on right now, or he'd probably put it on his phone. Um, so we have, the last couple of years, gone to the Christmas pageant with the Horners, um, and we couldn't this year because uh, it was not where it was meant to be. And, but we have had a bit of a laugh between the Horners and I about the, or I, Mike and I, uh, about the National Pharmacy's Christmas slogan. So Tex is already laughing. So last year, their slogan was Christmas Wonderfully, which, like, it doesn't sound that bad, but like, no, it's just... It just, it was. Anyway, but this year, this year took the cake and we just were gobsmacked when we, we heard this one. The theme this year, their slogan was, Christmas has never felt so Christmas. <laughs> I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that uh, they, they planned that like in November last year, you know, just decided that was what it would be because, I mean... 2020 hasn't exactly felt like Christmas. I mean, I still have Mariah Carey going, but I can't even sit on Santa's lap this year. Like, I don't think I'm allowed to sit on Santa's lap anyway, because I'm a grown woman, but kids can't. The pageant wasn't in, it's on its normal road in the city. Like, people didn't get to just come and sleep out overnight. My friend Matt Wilson, he actually goes there at like midnight and he sleeps in his car and he gets up at like 2 a.m. to get the best spot. No lie, he's done it for like 10 years. It's crazy. I think he just wants time away from the kids. But anyway, um, you know, crazy things like your first Christmas message is brought to you online for most of you. Like, that's just so different. Um, and I mean, I assume that the elves are sanitizing their hands between every single present that they make as well, as you all are, hopefully. So it hasn't felt like Christmas as it should, but it is Christmas. And we're only one week away from our big Christmas services of the year. And I think that if there has ever been a time that the church needs to rise up and celebrate the birth of Jesus, it's this year. It's 2020. Our theme this year is new life. And I'm excited to celebrate the new life of Jesus and what that means for us. I'm excited for the new life and the feeling of of newness that Christmas brings when we think of the baby. Before we get into all of that, let's take a look at 2020. Now, I don't want to depress you, but we started on January 1st with seven deaths in New South Wales from fires. On January 2nd, Victoria called a state of emergency because of the bushfires in their state. On January 5th, fires spread and many people lost their homes and lives. On January 20th, just 15 days later, a hailstorm sweeps through Canberra and a lot of the ACT, with hailstones, the signs of golf balls that killed animals and ruined cars. They tore branches off trees and caused isolated flooding. 
And this was less than 24 hours after a major dust storm went through those towns, which actually blanketed it so they couldn't even see the sun. So we're 20 days in to January. We've had huge fire, hailstones, dust storms and floods. And then on January 25th, Australia confirms its first case of COVID-19 in Melbourne. So today, this morning, or this afternoon, I'm here to tell you why I think 2020 is actually the year of the Lord's favour, which is not an easy task. So we're going to get straight into the scripture today. If you've got your Bibles here or you've got your, phone, your Bible on the phone, jump on to Isaiah 61. It's going to be behind me on the screen as well. So it starts off by saying, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to build up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendour. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. So for those of you who don't know, Isaiah is in the Old Testament and Isaiah was a prophet. So a prophet is simply somebody uh, who hears a word from God and shares it with the people. And I know that some of you might think, well, this is an Old Testament prophet um, prophecy. What does that have to do with us? Well, in Luke 4, Jesus actually stands up and he takes this scroll of Isaiah 61 and he says, these things that are written here, they're actually about me. I'm here to fulfill that. So if we look at it in light of that information, we can read it like the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon Jesus because the Lord has anointed Jesus to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. So Jesus was saying here, everything that is written in this prophecy, this is, this is me. I'm here to fulfill that. And for those people in that room right then, and C.S. Lewis puts it beautifully, they must have thought that he was a, either a lunatic, that he was a liar, or he was the Lord, because he had to be one of those three in that moment. So the question I have around this scripture is if Jesus was here to proclaim that he is the Lord's favour, he is the year of the Lord's favour, what does that mean for us? But before we get into that, I'd like to just take a look at what the scripture is actually talking about here. So the author here is making reference to the year of Jubilee. So the year of Jubilee was that every 50 years, the Jewish Israelites would give back their property, they would release all their slaves, um, they would essentially help each other out of debts, and they rested because they believed that God would provide for them. 
So the year of Jubilee, if it was observed, and we don't know if it was observed every 50 years, but those who um, were practicing, um, who were the Israelite Jews, were pretty, pretty good with that at the start, we, we know. Um, but if it was observed, it would have been a massive time for celebration. So nowadays, if we don't want a house and it's too small for us, we sell it, right? And we um, buy a bigger house and you know, then we sell that one and then we buy a smaller house because we get old and our kids leave. But in those days, you didn't sell houses and property. So you passed it down from generation to generation to generation. Right, so it was. If you had to sell one of your property, it was a huge deal, massive deal. And so, imagine 50 years after releasing your family's property, someone says to you, "Here, I'm going to give it back." What a cause of celebration that would have been in so many families. I mean, I'm not 50 yet, but if someone wants to clear all my debts at 50, go for it. I will happily take that, and I will celebrate with you. But what would it have mean to live in the year of Jubilee? The thing about Jubilee is that it was a gift from God to His people to rest and to trust in Him. And if there has ever been a year where we need to rest and trust in Jesus, it's 2020. The year of Jubilee, the people would have had to provide for each other. So they would have had to give gifts of food and money and um, help around the, around the property, especially if slaves were uh, released. And in 2020, I've actually never seen a year where people had less money and have been more willing to give it away. Even eating out locally became a way of supporting small businesses, right? An excuse to go out and eat pizza. You know, people were generous with the way in which they, they helped uh, cafes and pubs and all that kind of thing. My neighbours actually have a list or had a list on their fridge and it was of all the coffee shops in Prospect. And they did that so that they could know that they were going to all of them to support all of them. So in the natural, guys, in 2020, we help provide for others. And that's part of the year of Jubilee. But why, uh, why the year of Jubilee and the year of the Lord's favour is about uh, getting back and providing for others. It was more about what God could do for them. They believed that in this year, they wouldn't need to work, which sounds pretty great, actually. And they believed that God would provide for them. Now, if we personally look at 2020 through our own eyes, it's really hard to see the forest through the trees, right? Lost jobs, working from home, isolation, mental health struggles, homeschooling. The Lord didn't come to say that we would have it easy. Thank you, teachers. I appreciate you. What he did actually come to say in John 16.33 is, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So when we look at our own eye, with our own eyes at 2020, we can't see what God's doing. So if this is the year of the Lord's favour, then we have to ask, why would that be? Well, I believe that Jesus is the ultimate jubilee. That he was meaning by saying that this prophecy is about him. He is saying that giving things to people is great. Forgiving debts is awesome. Releasing people from slavery is excellent. But without forgiveness of sins and salvation, it's only worth so much. 
You know, I think those children um, that we sponsored this year, those 33 children that we sponsored, will be pretty excited. But I'm more excited, not that they're getting out of poverty, but they're getting to know the name of Jesus. That's one of the reasons we work through compassion, because it's not just about what we're given, it's about our salvation. So if we decide that the year of the Lord's favour is the year that Jesus came and saved us from our sins, then we can actually look at 2020 as the year of the Lord's favour. We can start to see it as that. We can look above the trees and see what He has been doing. That hardships do not have the final say. When we take our eyes off our own situation and all that we're going through, we can start to see Jesus at work. This week I sat with someone in one of their worst moments of their lives. And do you know what? I fully, ex- I didn't fully expect of these guys, but I would fully understand if they had just said, enough is enough. I'm done. This is too much. But do you know what their posture was? Their posture was, is, I'm going to fight this in the spiritual because God is still on the throne. The situation was huge and in the natural, it would have been very easy to give up. But they know, and I would love you guys to know that God is still on the throne and God wins. This year has been really hard for many of you today, but can I tell you that what you're going through right now or what you've been through does not have the final say. If I look at 2020, this is actually what I see. I see God forcing people to rest. I see God helping us to see where our trust really lies. I see God opening up our eyes to the vulnerable in our community. I see God opening up our eyes to our own faith. I see God showing us our sin and showing us a way to live a different life. The world is scared. And do you know what? My friend Carl, he wrote on his Instagram the other day, he wrote, what if 2021 is worse than 2020? What if 2021 is worse than 2020? Well, can I tell you that I think that God is showing us that 2021 can be worse and still better. Because a good year is not what happens in that year. A good year is where Jesus reigns and rules. And can I tell you in 2020, He still reigns and He still rules, friends. He says that He has overcome the world. The year of the Lord's favour is not just 2020. Well, I do believe it is this year. It is any year that He rules and He reigns. Favour from God is simply a gift from God. And what bigger gift are we given than salvation and freedom from our sins? Ephesians 2, 8-9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. That is why I can confidently tell you that the next year is the best year. And I know that when I say that, you think, you're just saying that. But can I tell you that next year, God still rules and reigns. So next year is the best year in Jesus Christ. Do you know, God is not afraid of 2021, all right? He's not afraid of what could happen because He knows what's already happened. Jesus is the ultimate jubilee. 
Now, the people in the year of Jubilee couldn't forgive other people's sins. So one thing they couldn't do. And this is why Jesus had to come and fulfill this prophecy, because He is the only one that can forgive us from our sins, our past, our debts. You are free because Jesus came as a baby and then He died as an adult on the cross. Maybe you've heard this a billion times. But how much do you live this out? How often do you look at your situation through the eyes of what Jesus did, of His defeating the world? How would this change your life if you started believing that every year because of what the Lord has done is the year of the Lord's favour? How would you look at your sin? How would you look at your mental health? How would you read the Bible in light of Jesus having already defeated the world? Like seriously, I actually want you to stop and think about that. It's not a rhetorical question. If you looked at the things that you are going through right now, the feelings of tiredness, the financial stress, the family issues that sometimes come up around Christmas, that mental health problem, how would it change if you viewed them through God having defeated the darkness? How many people would change their prayer life if they realised that, really realised that God has defeated the darkness? Guys, we're not here to worship a weak and even quiet God. We're actually here to serve the most powerful, the one who can take your sickness and heal in a moment. The one that sets you free. He makes you lie down in green pastures and brings you peace. When will we rise up as Christians and live like God still is alive, that He is still on the throne? We pray like He's dead. We pray like He doesn't care. Well, can I tell you, He is very much alive. If you're at home right now, God is alive. You can actually pray that prayer in power. You can actually declare the name of Jesus over your situations because He still reigns and He still rules. What if we were to step back and look over the top of 2020? What would you see? Would you see destruction or would we see the hand of God in our lives? Now, I'm not saying stick your head in the ground and ignore the devastation and destruction that we have seen this year. But I am saying that maybe you need to see above the situation again. And maybe you need to see what God is doing or what God wants to do. I think for some of you, you're right in the middle of it and you actually need to look above it and go, what does God want to do in this situation? Because if I look at 2020 with my own eyes, if I'm going on what's going on in the physical or even the mental, 2020 hasn't been great. But if I look at it through the eyes of Jesus, 2020 was a fantastic year. God showed me that He is the only constant thing in our lives. He showed me that I can be tired in the physical and more alive in the spiritual than I've ever been. That through His birth and through His death, we are shown the blessings of Christ in our lives. Do you know, as I sat and I reflected on this message on Friday, I was reading through it and praying. And um, while I was in the middle of doing that at around 10 a.m. on Friday morning, a young guy by the name of Brandon in the USA was walking to the electric chair. And as I sat 
And as I prayed for this young man, I felt the Lord say, just, just, have, just find, find some information about him. So I did. I jumped on YouTube. Oh, YouTube, sorry. I jumped on Instagram. And there's a post on there from his auntie. And she posts one of his letters that he had written just two days before. And I want to read it to you. There is no more magical feeling than to feel like the world is crumbling around you. Your walls are leaning, but they haven't fell yet. Your foundation is shaky. The roof is still intact, keeping the rain off you, but it leaks and it's soon to go. You want to give up at that point. You want to just lay down on the muddy ground and let the leaking water drown you in a puddle. But you can't. Because there are hands that won't let you fall. There is a presence that won't let you give up. At that moment, the light starts to shine and the leaks stop. You walk out with your hands held high and let the sun warm your cold body. You no longer need the roof. You are finally free. When you look out, you see an army of people holding up the walls, patching the leaks. You see the whole time that you were never alone. And in the front, you see the smiling face of Jesus, letting you know that He was there the whole time. The blessings of God is in Jesus. Through Jesus, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Money, fame, new clothes, new lipstick like I bought this week. You know, they will fade away. Scripture says that to us. And I think in that moment, Brandon knew that. But the only thing in 2021 and right now that you have to hold on to is the salvation of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. So will you choose to lift your eyes away from your circumstances and focus on God's Word, His Son and your salvation? Will you see 2020 and 2021 through the eyes of Jesus? Sometimes it's a mindset change for us. But I wonder if for many of you, it's actually a heart change that's needed. You have become tired in the physical and you have allowed that to flow over into the spiritual. Now I know what you're thinking, Jenny, I am tired. It's the end of a very, very long year. It's actually Christmas time. And if you're a mum, you're extra busy. And I hear you. And no, I don't, I don't know exactly what you're going through, although I'm sure I can relate. But I do know that a couple of weeks ago, the government shut everything down for six days. Well, they said six days, three days. They shut everything down. And you know what? You stopped. You did. Because you had to. Even if you worked because, you had, because you're an essential worker. After you worked, you went straight home. You placed your highest priority in following that advice and everything else went out the window. 
every plan you had, every dance rehearsal, everything went out the window. And you know what? It was frustrating. But that is not the point. The point is you can stop. You didn't have a choice then, but you do now. You have a choice as if, if you live, if you're going to live like Jesus has won. We're all in control of how much we let God renew our heart and our minds. You need to go to God as your Saviour and believe like Brandon did, that even unto death, God is still on the throne. That nothing, no floods, no golf-sized hailballs, no pandemics can throw Him off the throne. Your problems are not too big for God. Let me just say that again to some of you. Your problems are not too big for God. Brandon right now is more whole than any of us. That is the gift of eternity with Jesus. 2020 is the year of the Lord's favour because Jesus is on the throne. He is alive and He is wanting to move in your life. The things of your year do not define the power of our God. Nothing that has gone on in your year defies the power of our God. So what will change in 2021? When you look at what is to come or what possibly could come? What will change in your mind? What will change in your life? If 2021 is actually the year of the Lord's favour as well, will we treat it like that? Will we go out in confidence, not in our own strength, but in the fact that we serve a God who is still on the throne? How will you let that fact shape your year? Will you speak to people about Jesus? Will you share your faith? Will you share how He's already won? Will you actually give your problems to God and leave them in His hands? For some of you, you keep picking them back up again. Leave it. God is so much bigger. There is real freedom in knowing that God's on the throne. It takes the pressure off us. I think as we finish 2020 and the band can come up and we look at the new life of Jesus as a baby, we can look in confidence at our future. I wonder how many of you are going to see 2021 as the year of the Lord's favour. I wonder how many of you are going to step out in faith. Let this be a challenge to you. God is calling you to step out in faith in 2021. There is somebody online. God is calling you to step out in faith in 2021. You're going to quit your job. And you're going to step out in faith and you're going to follow the Lord. I don't know who that is. Pray about it. Hear from God, not from me. As a church, are we going to step out in faith? Are we going to embrace that God is on the throne? Or are we going to keep acting like we serve a God who's dead? Because can I tell you, church, God is very much alive.
So as we, as we think about new life, as we think about Jesus coming as a baby, may we remember the power that came through that baby and the power that still is on the throne right now. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We'd love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.